This is coffee number five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Welcome back to coffee number five. You all know what I think about networking. Everyone knows that I, I think that it's here to stay. And it's a simple, great way to connect with people, people who have similar interests as you could potentially become new workmates, clients, partners, who knows what. I truly believe in networking and I believe that networking needs to be a lifestyle. But are those who really know more than me about networking? And today's guest definitely does. He's an expert. Jared Claytonert is a TED speaker, award winner, author, and US Today Most Connected Millennial. He's also the founder of Meeting of the Minds, which is a high-end mastermind group for visionary entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners. Hi, Jared. Thank you for being here with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. And you are certainly one of those people who understand other people. And because you are a people connector. And so to connect people, you really need to understand them. And I mean, I love that every time that you do a match or that you connect someone to another, you already know what is going to make them connect or how they're going to click. Is that not something natural? Is something that you learn? Uh, what is it? Definitely a skill that you, you learn. And, you know, I've, been fortunate enough to learn networking and relationship building skill sets under some of the foremost experts in the world. Uh, I had a marketing consulting business before I started meeting in the minds. And my first ever client was Keith Ferrazzi, who wrote the book, Never Eat Alone. Um, he's sort of the expert on networking and relationship building, uh, at least of the 2000s and the, and the 2010s. Uh, I worked for a gentleman who was called the most connected man you don't know in Silicon Valley, according to Forbes. Uh, and so, you know, I have learned, you know, in the last decade or so, how to build my own network, uh, how to establish deep, meaningful relationships with others. And then as I've done that for myself, you know, I've, I've built communities where other people in my network could meet each other uh, and definitely trial and error, you know, uh, attempting uh, things all the time in, in terms of email templates that I use, in terms of, uh, technologies, uh, all the tools and tactics change. But at the end of the day, it's about sort of being a high integrity, you know, good person, trying to provide value up front as much as possible. And then uh, I, I like to focus on connecting with super connectors as much as possible. So not that I'm dismissing anyone I see at the coffee shop uh, or some meeting at a conference, but if I'm really focusing on where I'm investing my time and energy, uh, to the best of my ability, I'm putting that energy towards uh, people in my network who are super connectors. You know, they're well-established in their fields, well-connected in their communities. And, and naturally, those people have a lot to offer as well. And so it creates a community where there's win-win-win interactions and everyone you know, values each other, uh, respects each other, and good things happen. Yeah. I mean, there is so much to say about networking, and there are so many conversations about networking. Like, they are in main cities. Networking is like a popular world. People try to go to events. As we always say, that you go to event right, and there are so many meetups, and 
but you need to know how to choose the right one for you. You need to choose your niche. You need to choose where you belong because otherwise you're going to be a fish out of the water and you're going to be wasting your time. You're not going to make any rele relevant connections. So what are the things that you say that you need to get from a networking opportunity? What are your core beliefs that someone needs to get um, the information or what they need to, if you're paying for an event, what's you're going to be, what you get from it? Yeah, it sounds counterintuitive, but I always recommend connecting with yourself before you worry about connecting with others. And what that means is you have to really take inventory about you know, what is your vision for your life and for your career? What types of relationships are you looking to make in order to bring that vision to life? Uh, and also, you know, what are the unique ways that you're going to stand out and you're going to provide value? How can people talk about you and represent you in a way that's going to lead to connections taking place? And so it's a lot of work that, you know, you can do in advance of ever stepping into a, a room you know, in person or virtual, uh, before sending a cold email, uh, before asking someone to make a warm introduction on your behalf. Uh, there's a whole lot of, of work that can happen in the connecting with yourself category, which I'm happy to you know, talk more about. Um, you know, in terms of actually getting into those rooms, you know, once you're sort of aware of who you are, what you have to bring to the table, then to me, it's a matter of finding the right environments to put yourself in. I was talking to someone today and she was telling me, um, I don't know why I will go to a networking event. I said, well, you need to have things that you need and think you're willing to give. I mean, you need to know what you need, what you expect. I mean, it's not the same if you want to have a shoe business that you want to have a food business. You're going to have different needs. So you need to be clear where you're going. If you're going to hang out, don't go to a networking event. Go to the, your girlfriends to get the nails done. Because yeah. going to a networking event is an investment of time. And you, when you're going to a networking event, you need to be there for it because it's work. Yeah. And, and there's many reasons why you should invest time in, and money in networking in general. Um, you know, networking is how you're going to get clients. It's how you're going to find business partners, your, your first or second or fifth hire. It's also uh, how you're going to meet friends. I mean, I met uh, my wife through the Forbes 30 under 30 community. So there's, you know, personal benefits that come from that. Uh, you know, I also learn from my network. And so even if you're not looking to generate new clients or find a business partner or, you know, find staff, uh, you need to think about who you're surrounding yourself with uh, who you're adding on social media, because that becomes how you think uh, and, and all the information that you get <laughs> downloaded into your brain. Uh, yeah. and so there, there's so many uh, reasons to be more intentional about networking. It's happening regardless of whether you pay attention or not, just like your, your personal finances, right? Like you're, you're either setting yourself up for a great retirement or you know, you're going to retire at some point and maybe you don't have enough money for retirement. Uh, you know, you're, your body's going to adapt to the food you eat and you know, your, uh, the amount of exercise you do or don't do. So, so you might as well be intentional about it. It's about being smart how you do it and yeah. with an intention. Correct. 
That's so interesting because um, there are some events that you go and you get some uh, lectures. There are other events that there's so many different ways to network. I mean, I know that you have a new book coming up and I'm sure that you are going to explain a lot more about networking in the book. It's coming out this week, right? Yes. So it's, uh, it's called How to Build a World-Class Network in Record Time. Oh, wow. And okay. Tell me a little more about it. Now I need to know more. I, I pre-ordered yeah, so, it already, so yeah, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't wait to, to get it. Yeah, and you know, so it's, uh, you know, I've spent uh, 10 years or so uh, being an entrepreneur, building my, my businesses and my career. Uh, and like I said, you know, over time, I've quickly realized that networking, relationship building, those soft skills were gonna be my way forward and my zone of genius. Uh, and I was fortunate to learn from mentors like Keith and, and like David, who I talked about, the most connected man you don't know in Silicon Valley. And so, you know, over time, I, I built uh, my own templates and my own strategies for uh, connecting with myself, connecting with others, connecting with others at scale, um, you know, building online communities or having an email newsletter, or, you know, a podcast like this is a great uh, tool for networking at scale. Um, I have all these uh, super connector secrets, I call them. Which are? Oh, you know, I want those. Yeah. Um, would, you know, would you give Would you give us a little tease? Yeah. Um, a little tip. Yeah, I mean, even you know, like certain email templates. Like, uh, I have this email um, I send, you know, typically the morning before a meeting with someone new, uh, and I call it the in advance of email. Um, and so, you know, in advance of a new meeting, I basically send an email uh, that has some high level bullet points about me and my backstory and, and my history uh, so that I don't have to talk about myself when I'm on a Zoom call or when I'm in, you know, having a coffee meeting. Uh, and something like that sounds simple enough, but it saves me a lot of time because I don't have to spend five or 10 minutes talking about myself. Uh, it saves, uh, it, or I'm, I'm putting my best foot forward when I'm connecting with new people because I, I can tweak that message over time. I can include links. You know, someone could do their I, own. I, I love that email about you. I love that. Yeah. I when I, The first time I went to talk to you, I knew so much about you that I was ready. I knew who I was talking to. Yeah. And it, you know, it shows organization. It shows that you're interested in that, that connection point because, you know, you're, you're sending something in advance. So that's like just one super connector secret, you know, that I, I use a lot. Um, you know, there's another uh, you know, where, uh, you know, the way you send gifts, uh, throughout the years, sort of, you know, John, there's a, an author, John Rulin that has a whole methodology called giftology. Uh, and so, you know, the way you, you gift throughout the year is meaningful. Um, I use a lot of video, uh, messages, whether it's a text message using video or, a, a tool called loom. Um, that's another way to just stand out. Um, even how you stack meetings, uh, so, you know, in, I, I love doing this in person, but you can also do it through Zoom. Um, but sometimes I will stack uh, meetings back to back and I'll purposely put two people that I want to connect in back to back meetings. So if we're meeting at the same coffee shop, I can just sort of introduce them to each other in passing and then reconnect them via email. Or if it's my Zoom you know, link, I can add someone into the meeting and let them chat for a few minutes uh, and then uh, connect them afterwards. So there's you know, little things like that where it, it allows you to foster community. It allows you to take the social proof that you build over time. Perhaps you know, uh, working with a company like Darl, you, know, you get all these uh, press 
features or you get uh, lots of followers on your podcast. That's all. Thank you for the shout out there. (laughs) I'm a a pro at these interviews. (laughs) I know you are. Even even having even how you set up your email signature. That's a, a digital stamp, if you will that goes on every communication that you have. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm huge on that. I yeah, believe that your email sure, signature needs to be unique. Yeah, and making sure you have uh, social proof. You know, for me, you know, USA Today's Most Connected Millennial, TED Speaker, award-winning author, that goes down there. Um, you know, for business owners, I, I call it passive links, um, but making sure you have one or two links to your marquee products or to an upcoming event or to your book. Um, something you don't have to think about, but over time, you know, people are going to click those links and they're going to spend money with you or they're going to apply for your program uh, or to, to work with you. And so those are you know, just a few of sort of the high level tips, but the book is really supposed to be just very practical um, step-by-step to go from you know, having zero network and no understanding of yourself to uh, being a super connector uh, and, and how to do that. Well, I love that. Uh... Everything is actionable. Everything you're telling us that is easy enough that it's doable. It's not like I was talking to someone that was telling me, uh, I got to these masterminds and all these people, they're ideas people. They're all coming here and they tell you, oh, you need to be an influencer and you need to do this. But people say, how? How do I do that? I don't know how to do that. Well, that's a reason I, one of the reasons I created my programs, but because so people can be actionable. And I found that very hard that people are going and looking in networking many times as miracles and or the opportunity for collaborations or for freebies and that's or to finding a job. And to me, networking needs to be it's an everyday job, everyday work to keep those connections. It's, you don't go to network when you need something and you don't yeah. go to get things for free. Um, yeah, the best time to build your network is, you know, three to five years ago. <laughs> yeah. The second best time is now. So, well, there is always a good time. I mean, it's a, it, whenever it's your time, there is, I can't remember the name of this person. I'll look it up and we'll put it in the chapter notes. It's this TED talk. It's like a three minutes TED talk. That is why some companies succeed and others don't. There is one thing that they can only find out that will make the difference and it's timing. Maybe if the timing is not right, they're gonna fail. If it's right, if it's at the right time for everything, they will be there. So it's all about the timing, the connections that you have at the time, things happen. I want to know, say that for a reason, but you need to put the work on it. For sure. So let's go back to the basics about, you want to start a new business. You want to start, an old business. I can do all the recommendations about marketing, but another thing is to give yourself authority and you get yourself authority of knowing who surrounds you and who is your first customer. And so what tip would you give someone who needs to market themselves? Yeah. So, you know, first I would, uh, create a relationship action plan, uh, you know, and there's there's templates in the book and whatnot, but very simply, it's having goals for the types of people you're looking to meet. And so, if you're looking to develop social proof, you know, get in press, get TEDx talks, things like that, then you're going to want to identify 
uh, what types of people you're looking to meet. Um, I say types of people because a lot of times we get caught up in trying to connect with one individual. Like I want to meet Oprah, <laughs> but you know, what you're really looking for. Yeah. What you're really saying, hopefully, is that I want to meet someone who's a media mogul that has millions of followers and their own magazine. And there might be five or 10 people that fit that type of person. Uh, And so we're looking for uh, specific individuals to connect with. You know, if you're looking to build social proof, might be podcast hosts, it might be contributors to media outlets, uh, it may be organizers of TEDx events. Uh, so you, know, you want to think about what types of people you're looking to meet. Uh, then, you know, in terms of actually reaching out to them, you have to think about what's in it for them. Um, you know, that's everyone's favorite radio station, WIIFM, what's in it for me. Uh, and you want to be the person that actually sends a cold email or gets introduced to that person with a game plan, you know, something to offer that other person or party as valuable. And so, you know, if you're pitching yourself to uh, a contributor for a media outlet, for example, perhaps you can give them three to five sample headlines. Uh, Maybe you can go a step further and actually write an article for them and give them permission to uh, copy and paste the word for word or, you know, change whatever they want. Uh, And you're saving them time. You're potentially giving them something that will get them lots of clicks. Uh, And you're putting yourself in their shoes of why should they work with you? Um, and how are you making their life easier? Same um, with the TEDx, you know, same with the TEDx organizer. You know, I tell friends and clients to look for TEDx events that are taking place three to six months from now, because those are the events where the organizers are probably sweating really hard to make sure that they have the right speakers. And yeah. so, you know, if you're doing your research and looking at any other confirmed speakers, or you're just emailing the organizer, even if it's a cold email and saying, hey, I'm a proven speaker. You know, here's samples of me talking. Here's what I want to talk about. Here's how it relates to your audience. Here's how you know I'm willing to promote the talk once it goes live. Um, you're showing them all the different ways that you can provide value, and you're much more likely to get that opportunity. And so, you know, think about you know what types of people you're looking to go after. Uh, if you don't have access to them, you know, you can send a cold email and make it very. Uh, very much about what you can offer them. Uh, if you you know, can find mutual connections, and that's always a, the best route to go and actually ask your uh, LinkedIn connections. I'm so friends. glad that you just mentioned LinkedIn because that was my next question. I was going to LinkedIn. That's our first networking place that we all go and we're all there. But there are do's and don'ts for LinkedIn. And I want to talk to you about this from as a marketer, as a connector, because LinkedIn is a place that we can market ourselves, but also that we can connect ourselves with others. And I feel like there are a lot of people that they don't understand the difference between Facebook and LinkedIn or Instagram and LinkedIn. So if you want to get connections in LinkedIn, what's the kind of profile that you will put out there? You know, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I'm not like the foremost LinkedIn expert, but for me, you know, it's leveraging the social proof that you have. Uh, and so I'm, like I'm pulling up my profile right now just to make sure <laughs> I give you the exact information. But, that is up to date mostly. You know, for, for the top, uh, you know, there, there's sort of an image headline at the top. Uh, I actually made a custom image header 
that shows the social proof that I have and mm -hmm. has my contact info. So it says, you know, award-winning author, TED speaker, entrepreneur, has uh, logos for like TED, NPR, Time, Harvard Business Review, and then it has my email. Uh, so that's something I don't see a lot of people doing, but that's great real estate at the you know, top of your profile. Um, next, you know, you can look at your headline and make sure that has the best, uh, you know, one liner about you and maybe also a call to action. Uh, so for me, you know, it's USA Today's Most Connected Millennial and founder of Meeting of the Minds, and then visit MOTM.co to learn more. So I'm like telling people in the headline, you know, go check this out uh, if you want to learn more. Uh, and then the rest of my profile is just showcasing all the social proof I have. Um, I brag about myself. I brag about my clients. I brag about my co-founder of my or co-author of my first book. Uh, and you know, then there's a whole featured section. It's a bra bragging platform for you. Well, it, it's, just kidding. it's not just a bragging kidding. platform. It's it's leveraging your social proof. So if you, if you work really hard to get featured in media, uh, to you know, build a, a portfolio, win an award, whatever it is, you should let people know that you have it. I'm a firm believer that if you have it, you need to show it. Yeah, it's, it's also a, sort of a transfer of trust. When I say social proof, you know, I mean that uh, your ideal clients or people that you want to connect with should view these media outlets or these awards as reputable. Uh, and they're going to trust NPR. They're going to trust time um and and then sort of trust you in the process because you've been featured in those outlets um and and that's why it's going to be a little different from every for everyone from a marketing standpoint you're, you're going to want to think about your ideal clients and what media outlets awards associations they care about um, you're going to also have to think about what is actually going to um lower your reputation you know so for me if i see an amazon best-selling author you know, I know how easy it is to get uh, on you know, Amazon bestsellers list. So I actually uh, would sort of take points off of someone if they put an Amazon bestselling author. Um, but maybe I'm just salty about that. Uh, <laughs> and instead, you know, instead I put award-winning author. It's, it's slightly harder to win awards than it is to like rank on the top of an Amazon subcategory for an hour. You know what? Um, I, I, it's so funny you mentioned that because I've been going back and forth about my little... Um, tagline or explanation I, I was changing it put it i was like award winning and say no everyone can be award winning you can be award winning or whatever so i removed the award winning so it's always like a decision because also you have so many characters and it's your first impression yeah now the good news is there's a lot of different ways to build social proof and and display that social proof you know if we were talking 10 or 20 years ago there might only be uh, a few media outlets that are reputable. There might be uh, more emphasis on where you went to school uh, or maybe uh, companies that you used to work for uh, and seeing like nice, you know, corporate logos in your resume. But now, you know, the world has changed and, you know, being on the Joe Rogan experience is uh, more social proof than uh, going to college uh, for a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, or, you know, like I said, if, if you get a traditionally published book deal five, 10 years ago, that meant a lot more than it does now. You know, now it's more about uh, the podcasts you're on, if you're featured by, you know, Tim Ferriss or some other big blogs. Uh, to me, it's just about selling books and getting 
my ideal clients to read the book and get value from it. It's, it's about so, authority at the end of the day. And authority yeah, and will give be, you that. That could be built in a lot of different ways. Uh, and so yeah, you have more options than ever before. Okay. Jared, before we go, I have to ask you one question. Who sure. is that person that you would like to be connected to and you haven't yet? Oh, wow. Um, maybe like, you know, LeBron James <laughs> or, uh, yeah, or, or Stacey Abrams would be really interesting to talk to right now. I, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and so you were recording this uh, late December and, uh, you know, in about a week, we have our runoff uh, state elections for the two Senate seats. And uh -huh. so uh, it'll be interesting to see how it went. My, my guess and my hope um, is that those seats both go Democratic, um, even though I'm, I'm more of an independent uh, person myself. Um, but, you know, if it does go blue, then it's largely because of Stacey Abrams and her organi organizing efforts uh, to get out the vote and just, you know, build community. Uh, and so you know, she's, uh, if you haven't heard about Stacey Abrams, you know, she's a big political figure here in Georgia, ran for governor unsuccessfully a few years ago, but then helped uh, sort of flip the state blue uh, for the first time in 20 something years uh, for the general election. And then, um, has a role, you know, big role in the Senate runoff seats. So strictly from like a organizing, you know, getting people to take action standpoint, I think she's done a phenomenal job. And so it'd be a very interesting conversation with her. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoy our conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.